Hi, and you're very welcome to the Leitrim GA podcast with myself, Breffney Early. And this week, our co-host is Derek Keller. Derek, you're very welcome back to the show. Thanks, Breffney. Great to be back again to talk a little bit about Leitrim football. Yeah, no, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. Of course, uh, Colin Regan missing from the rotation. He was due back this week, but uh, he's just back from paternity leave, new arrival in his house. So he'll be back with us in the coming weeks. But we're we're chatting with you today, and I suppose it's quite timely that we're chatting with you today because, as we're going to get into a little later on in the show, your own side, Gortletra, in action this weekend in the unplayed intermediate final from last season, which takes place on Sunday. Uh, exciting times in the parish. It is all right, Breffney, yeah, but I suppose compared to last year, it's uh, it's an unusual feeling. The, the colours were out, and Anna Duff would be the same, um, passed through it this evening. Uh, colours everywhere last year, better than it ever was, and now I think a lot of people can't remember where to put their flags. So <laughs> there'll be a, a bit of a panic buy-in this week uh, to get the colours back up again. We have our cool camps in Gertletra this week, so there's a bit of colour in the park. We're talking to the kids about the game, about what happens um, about finals, how you get there, how you play, how skill is so important, dedication, um, and of course, your mental fitness, different ways of thinking um, outside of just kicking a football or catching it. So it's to try and build it up again and get that excitement. But it was it was great this morning when, um, and I suppose so, you, you're, you get put in on the spot sometimes, one of our coaches by his youngest son, who's five, said, Daddy, what's the story uh, with my ticket for the game for Sunday? And the reaction was, uh, um, uh, well, I'll have to see. <laughs> yeah, it's always that clamour for tickets. And, of course, we'll chat about that a little bit later in the programme. And we want to just cast our eye back to last weekend. Of course, great result for the ladies. Uh, despite maybe not looking that great for most of the game, uh, they came through three goals in four second-half minutes but paid to Clare's challenge in the ladies' intermediate All-Ireland Champion final. Leitrim secure top spot in Group 2. They'll know who they face in the quarterfinal after the groups conclude this weekend. We'll be chatting to Hugh Donnelly in just a little bit of time. And, of course, the domestic, the internal club leagues here in the county, the, the Mace Night Football Leagues, they all uh, concluded the group stages, at least. The first four rounds of games, or five rounds in case of Division 3 of games, finished up over the weekend and we will, of course, have finals in those competitions. We'll chat about them later on. Uh, but at first, we might just cast our eye back towards that game played in Slow over the weekend, where the ladies took on Clare. And let's have a chat with the ladies' football manager, Hugh Donnelly. Of course, Leitrim in action on Sunday in the second round of the Little All-Ireland Ladies Intermediate Football Championship. Uh, Ballinasloe, as we mentioned, the venue for the game against Clare. Uh, the Clare's first outing of the year. Leitrim needed a win to secure top spot and a, a more favourable seeding in the quarterfinals. And uh, we duly managed that. Hugh Donnelly, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks for being guys. So of course, manager of the team, as we mentioned at the start of the show. But I suppose it's been a, an interesting season for Leitrim. Very impressive in stages. A slow start. We've seen a bit of that recently, but a slow start on Sunday. But it all worked out in the end. Uh, tell us a bit about the game, I suppose, from your point of view. Ah, uh, yeah. Look, we knew going into the game that if we if we performed, um, you know, it's not very often that Leitrim can control the outcome um, of the situation we're in. So. We knew by getting the win the week before that, um, you know, avoid defeat primarily. And, and we're definitely, 
number one out of any relegation dogfight that you, you could be possibly in a number two, then you could very much top the group. So we knew going into the game that um, you know a win would, would set us up really nicely. And I suppose one thing, um, when you go in as underdogs, you have absolutely nothing to fear, nothing to lose. And, and I think that that helped us an awful lot as well. When the week before, possibly, we were maybe... Um, you know, looked upon as favourites for that for money game, and 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 sometimes that doesn't do you justice. So, um, yeah, look, we're we're just delighted to to get across the line and and, and finish the top spot. Yeah, Hugh, no, it's great great to see the the wins coming again. I suppose after a good league campaign, um, and seeing the result of the weekend, goals win games. It comes into it, and just in regards to coming off that that defeat in the league final. Um, how did the girls respond to it? Um, what was what was the mood in the camp coming into a championship? You'd have high hopes of getting places in. Yeah, well, well I suppose knowing that we underperformed in the league final, um, there was a, a you know quite a bit of heart there, and probably still is to be perfectly honest. We underperformed, and and you know we, we wanted to make sure that that didn't happen again. Um, we went out the week before against Fermanagh, and and. You know, you talk about goals winning games. We missed, I think, nearly every opportunity we had in goal uh, against Fermanagh. And, you know, you could see the, the confidence draining from us on occasions when that happened against Fermanagh. And last week then, or on Sunday past, you know, we got our opportunities and we took them. And that was the difference. And, and it's amazing what a goal can do confidence-wise and then two and, and, and then three. So, as I said, we had a we had a really honest chat Um the Monday night after the Fermanagh game, and we talked about things that wasn't working and things that we needed to work on. That, and these are very fine margins. You talk about, you know, I suppose um, Michelle Guffin's um, shot and target against Fermanagh. You're talking inches. That's that's the difference in, in some of these games. It's literally the width of the post. So it was fine margins, and we knew that if we could, um, you know, just work on certain aspects, it would not only add to our game, but it would get us over the line. So. Going into the game, we were, you know, and, you know, I said this at the start of the game as well to some of the other guys was that, you know, no one give us a chance on Sunday. Um, and when you don't have that pressure, you can go out and enjoy yourself and, and play a bit of football. And as I said, um, we had, I suppose we wanted to prove to ourselves, first and foremost, that we can perform and, and be consistent and, and, you know, not concede early and, and do things that we, you know, should be doing properly um, and, and try and be more consistent over the 60 minutes, you know? Yeah, in terms, I suppose, of, of that particular three or four minute period where each really took the game by the scruff of the neck, two goals from Michelle Gucci and part of that as well. How vital has her scoring been? Because we've seen a lot of her maybe at the other end of the pitch over the years, but she's really made that transition to being one of the kind of the main targets in a fairly high powered Leitrim forward line. Um, how big of an addition has she been on form this season? Yeah, look, it, it's she's been fantastic. Um, I, I've never known her anywhere only to be outfield, so I've had um, you know, so um, look, she she's got she's got absolutely everything. Um, but it's like everything else, a hell of a lot of credit has to go to the other fourteen players around her because uh, where she plays and a lot of the time she plays in the, in the edge of the square, the ball has to be got to her. Um, and, yeah. and there's a lot of work, uh, you know, goes about uh, getting that ball to her and, and preventing scores. At the end of the day, if, if we only concede 10 scores, we're going to have to you know, get 11 scores to win. So there's a hell of a lot of work goes on around um, around her to, to get the ball to her. And, and you know, um, 
you know, we are absolutely riddled with talent in that team. There is serious ability in that team, not just on, on the starting 15, but even there, the changes that came on on Sunday actually changed the game. It, it helped our game. It helped the running game. And as I say, we're look, I'm in a very privileged position to to have a, a really good squad of players who um who are, are as I say, just the, the talent and, and ability is, is phenomenal. A little bit of a substitution there. Uh, Derek's had to switch out his laptop for his phone. The hot weather is affecting more than just our own body temperatures. It seems uh, technology failing as well. Uh, Hugh, we were chatting about Michelle Luckian's contribution, but she's one of a couple of dozen girls, really, who've really made an impact this year. Um, some names we'd be long familiar with, but there are others that have come in and made a, a quiet contribution there. Without maybe grabbing the headlines so far, we've seen debutants uh, coming in in all aspects of the of the team, right from the defence, right through the team. Eilish Kernan came in, and that's when we chat about her at the weekend because she's been a solid um, member of that team up to now. But there was an incident at the end of the game. What can you tell us about what happened and how she got a marching orders in injury time in the game on Sunday? I, I believe it or not, and, and I think I said this to someone else, I actually missed it. I have absolutely no idea what happened. It's funny that I actually went back to, to watch it um, via YouTube that I saw um, what happened. And to be honest, it was... Um, I think it was very harsh, to be perfectly honest. Um, there was definitely a kick out in terms of from the player opponent. And, and I genuinely do think Ailey tried to get her balance and... and use your arms to get your bones and, and I, I think if anything there was minimum contact if any contact at all so um no we're looking into that we'll, we'll, we'll try and appeal that because um not just ability wise you know the experience um that Elish brings to the setup is is phenomenal so um we would like to to do everything we can to try and get her back on back onto the to the the uh hopefully the game on, on three weeks time so it's hugh arson Wenger, donnelly i didn't i definitely didn't see it right I, I actually didn't until, um, and I've seen it 40,000 times since, and I've slowed it down and sped it up and done everything looking at it, but um, I genuinely didn't. And funny enough, it was the, the linesman I asked what happened, and actually reading between the lines now, I don't even think he got it right, um, because he I was led to believe, well, what I was told was that it was a green kick and, and a yellow elbow, which was wrong also, so... Whether it's mislines of communication or what, I'm not 100% sure. But um, yeah, look, we'll, we'll do all we can to, to try and appeal that. I think it's fairly evident that there was intent there from certainly one player um, uh, and it wasn't the you know, so. Yeah, it's good to hear, uh, Hugh, that there'd been an appeal put in because it's very harsh um, and it would it happened over years and years ago, I suppose, with the, with the men's inter-county in 2000 when you end up missing one of your pivotal players because of incidents that happen, but if it's um, if there's a chance to, to to put in the appeal and try and push it through, because there seems to be a, quite a big part at the backbone of what you've been trying to do. And would there be many like I suppose talk about people been in contention? How many like for for places? And I know from the little bit of county experience that I had, the the best teams that you come out of is when there's somebody on your back that wants your place. So where is what is what's the fire in the belly like for people seeing an offer the girls seeing an opportunity to try and stake a claim for a place for the next round? Yeah, and and look, you know, I suppose the one thing that has come out of all of this is is that because there's competition individually, 
your own standard increases as well as the team's standard. So when you have that um, good competition coming in for places, then then it just adds to absolutely everything. And as I said, we, we've almost nearly two two uh, two players for most positions now. We're carrying a few few injuries defensively um, at the minute, but outside of that, there, there's great competition. And you know, as I said, um, for players to to come in, we need to be very careful. We're, we're still carrying quite a number of of the younger. Uh, squad members, and um, there's three or four involved in minor championship as well. With you know three or four girls who who's in their their, their late teens, early twenties. So it's all about getting experience. Um, it's just getting that balance right. It's getting them. You know, it, you know. I had this conversation with one of the defenders the other day. You know, when you come into training and you have to mark, uh, Michelle Cochin or um Alva Clancy or Leah Fox or Moran Devaney or Roshi McHugh or Bruno. Like they're serious, serious forwards, and and there's only one way you're going to to go, um, by marking them players at training, and that's improve, um, and develop individually. So, look, the competition is there, um, and it's great to have it. And I suppose that's why we're we're progressing because we have the strength and depth of, of the pound, and and anybody who on any given day who may not be performing on the day for various different reasons, then we can call in somebody who has is number one. Um, familiar in that role, know, knows their roles and responsibilities and can slot right in without changing five or six of the players that maybe personally I would have done previously with other teams because you just didn't have the personnel or you didn't have the panel numbers. So it's great in that, in that way, you know. What are you going to be at this weekend, Hugh? Obviously, you wait to see who comes in second place in Group 3 in the competition. Roscommon are in there. Obviously, uh, for most of us who live along the Roscommon border, there's always a nice little bit of, uh, I suppose, uh, just given that particular fixture, um, anyone you'd like to get, anyone you'd like to avoid, maybe to a later stage, if we are lucky enough to get there? Look, personally, we knew, you know, playing for Mana was going to be a tough, tough challenge. We knew that it was going to have to be a tougher challenge, and, and it was a tougher challenge with Clare because the experience and the intensity that they play at and, and the level that they've been playing at for, for years. And, you know, the next game is going to be another step up and we talked about that and we know that. So we're going to have to, to raise our game again. Um, personally, this week is about just getting a bit of recovery in um, and that the girls just maybe chillax this week in terms of, of you know, do their own trainings um, do their own sessions that they have been given. We're going to collectively meet for, for the um, for the minor match tomorrow as a team uh, to give the, the minor girls a little bit of support. They, they play in Newton Village tomorrow and, and their championship. So... It's really important that we support the girls who who's who's on the panel as well. So, and then we're back to business, um, back out again Friday night, and we'll take it from there. And we'll we'll it possibly will be a, a day trip out some road on, on Sunday down to to Kinnegad or or um yeah I think that game's in Kinnegad. I think Roscommon and uh, Kildare, isn't it? I think. I think I think you're right on that, yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it, it'll be a day trip down there on Sunday. Speak to us a bit about maybe the change because I suppose we were after watching um, a tough year for Leitrim hurlers and footballers. No wins on the board this season for any of them at any level uh, yet. Miners, of course, still to play. Um, and if we cast our mind back to last season with the ladies, two championship games, two fairly heavy drubbings, and not an awful lot of positivity coming out of either of them uh, in Down and against Mead. Um, I suppose Leitrim men's are where the ladies were 12 months ago in terms of the results of the championship. What has what has been done to turn that around that maybe the lads might be able to get a little bit of inspiration when a new manager gets appointed in the coming weeks? 
uh, honestly, the only thing that we've worked on really hard over the the lockdown that that um, the latest lockdown or the previous lockdown was just the mindset and and how we approach things and and figuring out what goes on between the two years because um, it's massively important. Um, I spent you know this last eighteen months doing quite a bit of study myself on on it and our thought process on how we get the results that we do and, and until we start figuring out what goes on um, inside the, in between the two years then a lot of other things start to make sense so it's how you approach things and, and how you do things and so initially we spent you know I think it was 12 or 14 weeks doing a little bit of that and we made well, what we tried to do was make players aware of, of why they are getting the results that they're getting and, and how they go about maybe changing some of them things and just your thought process and, and how you approach things and, and how you you know um perceive negativity and how you address it and, and you know spotting the signs and symptoms of it so personally you know um that amongst sitting down again and, and just going back to the well and training that little bit harder the gear's done a serious amount of work again over lockdown in terms of their own fitness programs and stuff and i actually genuinely do think they come back into into county this year in better shape which means that i have less conditioning work to do with them because they are coming at a reasonably level um of fitness to me so therefore i can spend more time doing ball work and, and setups and, and systems okay. and stuff like that so you know the, the players um deserve a hell of a lot of credit for for where they've got themselves and you know people talk about you know i suppose 2019 um you know they didn't feel or 2018 they didn't feel 2019 they're almost relegated and then we started our, our journey um obviously COVID. Um, put an end to our national league, and then we went into a championship, which, you know, beat eventually by uh, me through there are the intermediate um all learning winners and who are holding their own and in um in senior and and let's be honest, they're probably everybody's you know um aspirations now. They, you know everybody in intermediate level want to get to where me are going and how they went about it. Down that day, we had to beat them down. Believe it or not, um we had again opportunities to take scores and we didn't take them and again a little bit of na um, negativity and naivety and lack of experience just at, at them killer games and but we went back to the drawing board and as I said the guards were absolutely brilliant the county board were absolutely brilliant we just addressed a few things and and thankfully um you know the jigsaw's been been slowly been put together and and everybody's out until it and you know we are where we are today because of buy-in and uh, discipline uh, commitment and um, serious amount of communication just small things that 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 add up to the to the bigger picture, you know. Yeah, he was. It's it's great to to see the positivity coming across because from the way that you speak about it, it it flows naturally. It's not a. It doesn't seem to be, you know, thought up before you came on to onto the show. You're giving it from the heart, and I think from seeing the results and the way that the girls are pulling together, it um it seems to be your your attitude and your energy level seem to be going the whole way down uh, through the panel. So look at from from our from our point of view, like for going forward, the ladies have been inspirational this year. To be honest, I've said it about been inspirational to the young girls in, and there's an awful lot of young girls training now. And I see it at cool camps. You have maybe three quarters are girls now, so they're really looking up. They want to they want to move on a little bit further. And even for for the lads and the boys, after the the disappointment um of the of the Mayo result. And I suppose maybe maybe disappointment in um, coming into into the game with maybe not as much work done as the ladies seem to have done, and take the level of responsibility they have taken to come into you for you to polish off their skills and game plan. 
that's something that uh, that hopefully will carry you through um, as far as you can go and that we'll all learn a lesson from it on the right way to do things. I appreciate that. Yeah, and I, again, I suppose it's boiled down to, uh, you know, the foundation is, and anything is, is the girls want this. They're driving this. Yeah, we have put things in, in place and we've put structures in place, but this is primarily driven by the girls. And, and you can have seen that last Monday night when we had the chat. It, it, it was very, it was very honest. It was very open. It was, it was critical at times, which it needed to be. Um, there was there was a few, you know, very brutal and honest points made, and and that's a sign of a really good team where they realise that you know what they've done. I suppose last year got them as far as last year. This year they, they knew they had to go back to the well. They knew they had to do something different, and so far it's 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 got them to where they are. And I suppose this this group of players have maybe never done stuff like this before. So again, you have that you know um, it's all new to them, and it's and it's an interesting thing for them, and, and they're getting the results. It's like everything else, guys. What you put into to whatever you do, you'll get out of it. So, look, um, I'm, I'm delighted that they're they're enjoying it. I'm delighted that they're they're getting the results that they that deserve to because they put in a serious amount of work. Absolutely. Listen to you. It's been a pleasure watching the, the season develop so far. Hopefully there's a couple more rounds of this All-Ireland Championship to play out over the next couple of weeks. It's a fairly uh, chock-a-block schedule. Uh, the third round of the groups happens this weekend. Then there's a two-week break, if I'm correct, uh, yeah. to, the, to the first round. It's the same round as the Lads Championships kicking off here in the county, uh, 6th and 7th of August, I think. Yeah. Is, is that uh, quarterfinal weekend. And then I think it's every two weeks from there, potentially, uh, to a potential All-Ireland final date on the first week in September. So uh, the very best of luck to you and the girls as that uh, progresses over the next few uh, weekends. And hopefully we'll be seeing the green and gold edging their way closer and closer to a Crow Park date later in the summer. Thanks very much for joining us. Appreciate it, Baz. Thank you. Thanks, William. Thank you. Best wishes. Cheers. Hugh Donnelly there, uh, real positive news coming out of the ladies' side of the game in the county in recent seasons, and a huge central to all of that. Now, Derek, before we go any further, I feel like I have to stand up for, um, I'm not sure which of our co-hosts you were quite uh, edging towards there when you mentioned 2000 and players been unavailable because one got suspended out of that semi-final, the other got sent off in that semi-final. So uh, although he was, he actually... The way the, the, the suspensions work was very different back then. Aiden got sent off in the game, but was available for the county final because it was, I think it was four four uh, weeks and a day. He was eligible by a day, whereas Colin wasn't sent off or even booked in the semi final. But uh, obviously got caught by a bit of old boy up by the cameras later on and uh, received a little bit of a holiday for himself from the game. Um, which of them were you kind of hinting at there? Should I ask? Before I get to to be honest with you, I had, I had forgot about the Aiden one, so I killed two birds at one stone on that hammer. <laughs> so it was Rigo you were getting at there. Uh, I can just imagine our uh, our co-host WhatsApp group is going to blow up when the boys see that yeah. uh, when it comes out later in the week. So uh, I'm glad, I'm just curious, I didn't say anything this time. Uh, I It was me the last time. Derek, um, moving on to the weekend, of course, uh, central to most people's attention over the next couple of weeks will be the club football. But before we get into that, Maybe let's draw a line completely under the inter-county um, senior season. Uh, Terry Highland has, since our show last week, has announced that he won't be coming back as a, a manager with Leitrim for next season. Um, not that unexpected, 
of news, but still fairly uh, significant news all the same for the, the sport in the county here. Yeah, it probably wasn't uh, unexpected at all. Um, I suppose with the people leaving, well, players leaving the panel um, a number of weeks uh, before the game shows there's something just not right in the camp. I don't think it happens generally. Um, Terry, and we would have interviewed him here, and look at he has best intentions. He tried his best. But as I mentioned to, to, to you, and you had said it about the Leitrim ladies, they came back in savage shape that they that that he was actually out to manage them and get their game plan and work on their skills. We didn't seem to have that. So I think there's um like Terry, look at as manager, you're always gonna be the fall guy in any situation. You take the job knowing that if it goes well, you're a legend. If it doesn't go well, you're the devil and all that comes with it. So look at a hard position to be in, and especially with COVID, we didn't handle it well at senior men's level. Um, disappointment with the under the under twenty the under twenties, the way that they performed in the championship. Um, I think their 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 heads went down a little bit. So maybe mentally wise, but um, I'm, I'm delighted to hear that that the ladies are coming back in, and maybe we should take a little leaf out of their own book for any inter-county men's footballers that want to play for Leitrim next year, that it's not a case of take it or leave it. You either live as a county footballer and you carry it with the pride that, that it should be and that it, that it always was that you do whatever is asked of you because it's it's a short life in, in inter-county football and you're remembered, and I'd be remembered for some decent things, some uh, not-so-decent things, do you know what I mean? But still, you'd like to like we. Everybody has regrets, but do you let them? Do you let them carry? I wouldn't be on this program if I if if it hung over me as much as it did for a while because regret is you know it holds you back. You need to be looking forward. A lot of the players, most of the players on the panel, they have to decide now: Am I am I going to play county football or am I not? It's not. Am I going to play a little bit of county football? An odd time, so get it in order and come out and show the whole country. We we created, and I'd say we, Leitrim, the GAA, uh, the press, we created the conversation that they've been talking about for 10 years and they brought in qualifiers to give a chance, which brings most of the stronger teams through. But that this second tier, all this sort of stuff, like it it booms, it sells papers after a big beating. Um, like a big beating years ago, if you were bet by 10 points, you are trashed. Now you have to hit 20 points or more to be trashed. So it's it's the way we look at it. But the option is there for all the lads, the disappointment. You said there it hurt the girls after losing and it hurted them for a number of weeks. I'd like to see it hurting our inter-county footballers with the two. I don't like people talking about Leighton unless we're in Crow Park. You know, yeah, I think uh, just looking back on, on Terry's couple of years, it's, it's coincided with, I suppose, what I'm doing here with Leitrim Daily over the last three seasons. And, and I, I suppose I was at those early league games when that momentum, the Leitrim Rising momentum, was starting to build with those comeback wins against Wexford and, and, and such back in the early stages of that season before it caught the imagination of the public. And I think there's very few uh, Leitrim groupings of players and management teams that do get those kind of opportunities. 94 was one, the Connacht final in 2000 was another. Uh, you could probably throw in the minors in 98. Um, 
and maybe the FBD league wins in in 12 and 13 or 14 um but we're jumping we're jumping almost 10 years between every single one of those and i think we have to remember that uh, the first season that terry was in the job i think he put so many smiles on legion people's faces that and and that can't be taken away after what have been two disappointing seasons and i think uh, i think everybody who's ever followed Leitrim will will be very thankful to terry and that particular group in that that gave us those memories from two seasons ago um it's unfortunate the way it's ended but i think it's come to a natural conclusion for everybody and i suppose i just want to put on record from my point of view uh, a huge um thank you to ter- terry who sometimes gave the same interview three or four times after a game to various media outlets uh, and generally um I was nearly one of the last to get to chat to him on a lot of occasions and he never seemed to give out or have a problem with, with having another interview. And um, he was just, he was, I always found him very professional and very uh, thorough at what he did. So thank you to Terry for, and his team for all the support to, uh, to us and to me personally over the last three years. I do look forward to see who comes in in the next uh, couple of years. But anyway, that's the, the inter-county season. We will be talking to the, the Meyer manager next week. Abe Doc will be joining us to talk about their performance and their upcoming clash with Sligo in the minor championship semi-final. A nice opportunity for a Leitrim team to get to a quarter-final and maybe put a bit of a, a bit more of a kind of a, a gloss to the season. Uh, but it is all about the club season from here on in, pretty much on the show. We've talked about it a few times now. Uh, we had hoped to have somebody from Anna Duff on the show, but unfortunately just uh, the, the interview we had lined up uh, just didn't quite materialise at the last minute. Um, Derek, from a, a Guartelettra point of view, we've talked on this. Uh, I don't think it's a case of having enough running scared, but there are a lot of rumours coming out of the club about injuries to, to key players. I know there's rumours about maybe uh, Conor Reynolds having had an injury against Mayo and a couple of other lads have maybe picked up um, along the middle of their team, like their key central players uh, having issues maybe with a couple of broken hands floating around as well. Um, it, it doesn't look great for Anadolf, at least from the optics coming in. The league form hasn't been great, although how much we can read into that, I'm not quite sure. What are your thoughts, um, I suppose, as a Gortletcher man, but also as someone who's very familiar with Anadolf as well over the years? Yeah, look, at you're always going to have to chat about players that are injured or have been injured. It's, uh, it's an intermediate final, do you know? So people have played before. We've seen inter-county footballers at stages with light casts on their hands, do you know that would go out and play? So the Anadolf players are going to be no different than that. If um, if there was that many injuries in the camp, it would be. It, it, but from my point of view, I'd be I'd be I'd be broadcasting it anyway, whether it was whether it was or not. Because look at it's uh, we play mind games everywhere, like you know. And to be honest, the dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest, like we we have we have a number of, as they call them light tissue injuries, but so such is life. We never no no team ever goes into a to a county final or plays a competition without having the light injuries. It's not going to take away from the fact that Anna Duff are going to be very hard bet, even with Gartletra at full flight, with maybe one or two niggly injuries. So the likes of Connor Connor, of course, of course he'll play. This is this is the final. So um, look at if if you want to. I lived in Anna Duff for about 10 years. Uh, I know the ins and outs. I could do a, a split personality kind of uh, interview here if you want to. You know, I <laughs> I'm liable to do anything. <laughs> There's some that would say you've already got a couple of personalities going on there, Derek. We won't ask you to prove, uh, prove them right. Uh, but in terms of the actual weekend, how much does this mean to teams? Because 
you've got this really weird situation. It feels like it's a game in isolation because the semi-final was so long ago. And yet you win this game or you lose this game, you're into a senior championship campaign in two weeks or an intermediate championship campaign in three. And I think the momentum is going to carry anybody into a senior championship campaign. I, I think teams are really going to struggle if they have to pick themselves up after disappointment in the county final and face back into an intermediate challenge. Yeah, I look at there's lots of different ways to look at it, Breffney. A disappointment that you didn't win last year's final or is a disappointment that you're not playing senior championship? I think the, the biggest thing for, for both sets of players is do I want to be a senior player or do I want to potentially stay at intermediate level for quite possibly the next four or five years? You know, you have to win the intermediate to get back to senior. It's easier probably to stay there than to, than to get up there. So, like, they, they got, they got Retro lads are, they're, they're, look at, they're flying at a training, they're putting in a big effort, but it's all, it's all in a day, like, we're going to be, they're going to be playing a game in quite possibly, if it cools down an awful lot, 27 or 28 degrees at one o'clock on Sunday, that is going to, that's going to bring up a whole different kettle of fish got to do with fatigue, exhaustion, do you know what I mean? So, there's, there's another player on the field, which is the heat, we've all, we've all felt it this week. We've seen the we've seen the the kids at the cool camps. You have to get them into the shade for twenty minutes, keep them hydrated. So we're not used to this sort of stuff. Um, we got it last year. We got our lovely COVID summer. Now we're getting another another uh, dose of it. But both sets of players and like we'll have no doubts in Gartletra that Anaduff are going to be coming out to win the game. If Gartletra, if they keep their emotions out of it and they play football, I think that we possibly have. We have a better all-round 15 or maybe 20. But that's I'm biased, so I, I would say that anyway. And I don't I don't mind calling calling it that I think Gartletra would win the game, but it's not gonna be it's not gonna be their own way the whole way. And you have the likes of we'd say Ray Cox. He he has to mind himself at the age that he's at because he's at my vintage and he still can score goals and points and set them up. He's intelligent, he doesn't cover the whole field, he covers where he knows he'll get the ball. And that's what you want. Like if any of the younger players, even we go back to the inter-county crew, if they watch Ray Cox that, that quite possibly trains very little to try and stay injury-free and you see his movement on the field, there's a lot to be learned from it. And you put that into younger players in their 20s at an inter-county level or club level. Do you know, it's you're, you're, you're making an awful lot easier. You're conserving energy. And that will be a big thing for Sunday with the Heat. Conserve your energy. But the question is, if he's your vintage... Why aren't you involved on Sunday and trying to stop him? Oh, that would be an ecumenical matter. Is that what you think? Well, listen, it's not the only game of the weekend, of course. I, I'm not going to ask you to put your head on the block and, and pick a winner because I think we all know who you're going to side with and the, the head, heart might rule the head on that one. Uh, but there is one game we can get your opinion on, and that's Avas Clune in the Junior Championship Final, the Vistamed Junior Championship Final, uh, which takes place Saturday evening at 7pm. It'll be decidedly cooler, although based on the temperatures in the evenings over the last couple of week, days, I can't see it being much, much cooler. Um, how do you think this one's going to go? Clune have kind of uh, struggled enough through their league campaign. Avas seem to have been impressive in some of their performances. Um, do you have any idea on how you think this one's going to work out for both sides? Uh, look, at the, the, you, you might be struggling by times. I know the Clune have, in the in la, last number of years, player numbers have been hard 
Ahavas are probably on the rise maybe two or three years earlier than Clune because they had, I suppose, they had gone down after, I suppose, looking back on 2000 when they bet us in the county final and then stood stuck at senior for a number of years and then it kind of kind of fell off a cliff for a certain length of time. But Ahavas have been building up. We played them in a junior game, was it two weeks ago? And there's some promising young footballers um, Fenton McBride is involved with their with their with their junior team. If you have somebody on the line of that, you know that can talk to the players, calm them down, give show the experience. I think Ahavas it'll be narrow, like it'll be tight. Clune aren't going to give it away on a play to Ahavas. I just think that they're about two years ahead. Ahavas are building, and Clune are trying to maintain. And I think that could be Ahavas want to want to move back up again. Yeah, I think uh, Vince McBrien and and the kind of the calm nature. I, people might laugh when they hear when they hear that, but he is very kind of calm on, on the line, and I think he uh, he just brings that experience that if he can drag his his players through that, I think it's going to be a really good, good game. And I do fancy Avast to win it. Although, as you said, I think the local rivalry uh, is going to make that a really really big battle for the the title on Saturday evening. And uh, the best of luck to both teams that those games both, of course taking place in Avonmoney Park, Sean McDermott in Carrick and Shannon, 7pm throw-in for the Junior A football final on Saturday, and uh, 1 o'clock, as you mentioned, Sunday afternoon, Anadolu versus Court Lettre, those games both have been played uh, over this weekend. There is, of course, two finals to be played in uh, the Maysleigh Football Leagues as well, in Division 1, Sean Heslins and Mohull will be doing battle that game in Ballinamore at 7 o'clock on Saturday evening. Um, Two nice sides looking forward to maybe playing each other in the championship later on in the season. Um, do you think they'll be kind of keeping their cards close to the chest, or how do you think this one's going to go for both sides? Uh, look, at they're, they're going to be fairly evenly matched. Um, I'd say, like with Ballinamore, they may have a little bit more strength, but do they have the pace and the ability to get more scores than Mohull? I don't think so. I think Mohull have uh, the, the massive numbers at the minute to put out four teams. Um, so look, I don't think it's going to be a case of not showing your hand. If you're if if you're not showing your hand at this stage, and it's a number of weeks before the championship, you're you're leaving yourself in an open position. So each team are going they're going to be going out to do their best. Maybe if there's a possibility of some um, injuries and not chancing players, that might be a little bit different. But um, look, it'll be it'll probably be one of the better games, you know. Yeah, uh, of course, no finals in Division Two and Three because of uh, Gortletra has finished top of the table in that particular competition in League Two or Division Two and Division Three of us in the top two in that table. So because of their involvement in the junior and intermediate finals, uh, they will not be in league finals in those competitions. They may come back in later in the season, depending on how the championship goes on. I'm not quite sure uh, what the competition structure is like. Uh, other than that, it's going to be a relatively quiet enough weekend. The Hurlers, of course, we haven't really talked about them this week. They were beaten by Armagh last weekend in the Nicky Racker Cup. Unfortunately, relegation comes with that result back down to the Laurie Mar. But it, it's a, a realistic chance for Leitrim maybe to regroup and to come back at, at next year after a, a tough, tough draw really brought on a, a tough, tough season for them at the Nicky Racker Cup level. Yeah, look, so there's younger players come, coming on, Brefney, and even if, you, if unfortunately, you get relegated, it's how you pick yourself up after that. 
Do you know? So it's not a case if you if you're going to be relegated and you relegate yourself to the fact that you are relegated, it's not. It, it doesn't work. You need to bounce back. And there'll be teams looking at Leitrim going. We'll pick up two points here and two points there. But Leitrim need to get the training, the training in. Keep the younger players that are coming through. Make sure to keep coming through because they are the future. It's not. It's not the, the lads that are in their, their early thirties. We need these twenty year old, eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old, even seventeen when they can play adult. They need to be out there. They need to show no fear and learn because look at it. It, it gives a chance of maybe a little bit of glory again. But they need to grab it within the next two years or we'll get away from them. Well, Derek, I think that's it for the week. We've run out of time. Nice and short this week ahead of two very, very big games, not just from last season, in terms of where teams are going to be finding themselves in this year's championship. Just before we finish up, I do want to mention uh, something that we've been working on here at Leitrim Daily over the last few months, and that is our souvenir programme for the Leitrim Club Championships, male and female, men's and women's football, both involved in this. And it is a profile on every single player in every first team in every club in the county. And it's a, a real souvenir collector's piece that we're going to be sharing with you very, very soon. So keep an eye out on our social media, Leitrim GA social media, for that. It's an initiative in association with both the men's uh, GA and also the Ladies Gaelic Football Association in the county and I think it's going to be something that's going to make many men, many mantelpieces and a little kind of keepsake that you can click through and see who exactly you're playing next week when you're looking at the fixture list who are the players that you know the names so well but you'll be able to put faces and details with them over the next couple of months. Um, Derek thank you so much for joining me again this week I know we'll be chatting to you very, very shortly. And before I let you go, though, I did let you off the hook earlier, but now that we've kind of lost most of the followers and people have switched off at this stage, who do you think is going to win the Intermediate on Sunday? Oh, is it Intermediate on Sunday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a, there's a team called Gortletra and another player. Who do you think is going to win? And we're oh, looking for a score, a score prediction that we're not going to make fun of you afterwards, I promise. Nobody's oh, no, I'm Just us. Fully, fully behind Gartletra now. In all fairness, because look, I, I, I know all the, I know all the lads and I have some extremely good footballers and some very nice fellas. Do you know? But at the end of the day, it's a final. You don't take any prisoners in a final. You leave it all on the field, and you shake hands at the end of it. Say well done to the opposition, whoever wins or loses, and you walk away and you take it from there. So we hopefully we'll be bringing a little bit of silverware. Um, we'll have, probably have to give it back extremely quick. You know, but to get your hands in it is the main thing anyway. As long as you get it for 24 hours down to Cornegia, you'll be happy enough. But, then, but I'm sure Anna Duff will have plenty of opinions about that over the next couple of days. Uh, the best luck to, to your, you and your Gortletra clubmates on Sunday. Also to Anna Duff, S, uh, to Avas and Clown, who also take part in championship finals in the next seven days. We'll be back next week. Talk to you then.